We've heard this scripture a lot in the last few weeks in different classes, different ones doing it, but we're going to read it again, Ephesians chapter 6. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, giving, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate, prayed of light. But boy, that's hard to do. Breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. There's a mouthful in there, it gives us all that we need to go on and fight the battles, to, and it is a battle. But he gives us everything that we need. There was a fellow by the name of Sigmund Freud. <clears throat> he got something right, but he left something out. But let me, let me read this to you. Sigmund Freud tried to give a psychological explanation of fear. He said that the human personality is made up of three parts. I think he's right. First, there is the id, which is the primarily basic human instinct, instinct reacts automatically and has to be satisfied immediately. Second, he said there was ego, which is part of the personality that is aware of the external happenings, and it can recognize a clear threat to the person. And third, there is the superego, and the superego is the moral sense of right and wrong. Freud stated that fear occurs when one of these three entities gets out of balance. I think he's pretty much on point there. We have a body, soul, and spirit. But he left out the part of the spirit. You see, but in one sense, he's right. When some things get out of whack, fear can take over and it can work. I'm going to read you some quick scriptures here about fear. In Matthew 10, 28 and 31, it says, Do not fear those who, who, who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And do not, are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from the Father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are more value than many sparrows. In Acts 20, 22 through 24, and see, now I go and bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. He knew that he was going to go to some places he was going to be received. He knew that there was going to be some tribulation that was going on. He knew there was a jail cell waiting. I've said this before. Paul didn't call ahead and find out what kind of rooms or what kind of package they had. He just went ahead and went. When the Lord told him to go, he went. Am I sleeping in a five-star or am I sleeping in a barn? Uh, Paul, when he would... Go ahead, Brother Murphy. He'd call and say, what's the jails like? Because he knew where he'd going to be sleeping. 
Uh, how, how are they there? How are they going to treat me when I get there? And then Romans 8 and 15 says, For I did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. You see, there's not a whole lot to fear whenever we belong to the Lord. There's not a whole lot to fear when we're walking with Him. When we pray and ask Him what we should do, where we should go, how we should do it, we need to not have fear. That's a trick of the enemy. He wants us to have fear. I believe tonight there might be something that's going on, maybe it's one or two, or maybe some of these requests that people might have fear. We fear this world. We fear getting too close to this world. Kind of what you was talking about in Sunday school this morning. Friends, we don't have to be afraid of talking to the world or them coming in among us to tell them about Jesus. We don't have to fear that. If we had to fear that, then what good is Christ? Jesus went to those places. He talked to those people. He had supper with them. He got accused of it. He got talked about about it. But... When Jesus got up and left, they had something they could use, and many of them received what he gave them. You see, I belong to Jesus tonight. And that means that if somebody comes into our midst or if I get sent somewhere where there are people that are doing all kinds of evil things, it doesn't mean that I'm going to fold under it. Amen? I walk with Jesus. You walk with Jesus, so don't be afraid. Don't let the enemy scare you away from things. Because you know what? We're talking about this armor. And any time that the devil can get his little grimy hooks inside of a little chink in our armor and fears one of them, he will control us. He will be the puppet master. Fear really controls us. In 1 John 4... 18 through 21. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not, made perfect, has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. You see, fear is something that comes on us. As I said, Freud had some things that was right. Uh, the psychological side of this is, is it leaves out the spirit, the Holy Ghost. It leaves him out altogether. We can have fear in our body. We can have fear in our soul. We can have fear in our spirit but we have to guard against that that's a part of the whole armor of God that we put on to protect us fear it can become something that we get trapped in it can blind us it can you know you, you've ever heard of the deer in the headlights right you know I was coming up the road the other day and deer was in the headlights and the thing just stopped didn't know what to do didn't know where to go 
We can get the same way with fear. We don't know where to turn. We don't know what truth is. We don't know what path is right. We, we get so consumed in that fear, and it can be a trap. Proverbs 29 and 25 says, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but who, whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. When you walk out of here tonight, when we go in time of prayer tonight, you don't have to be afraid. There could be storms happening. There could be rain coming. There could be all these things coming, but don't be afraid. Be cautious. There's nothing wrong with being cautious, but don't be afraid. Fear will keep you from getting to church because it's going to rain and get bad. Now, will it keep you from going home tonight where the sandwich and TV is? No, probably not. Fear can cost you your health. In Luke 21 and 26, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Fear can cause our hearts to fail in us. People have been scared to death, literally. Say boo to them and walk around the corner, they could have a cardiac and be gone because of fear. Fear is something that will get on us and wire us. It'll wire us until we're walking like this because we're so afraid. Fear can cost us our future. Proverbs 10 and 24, the fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. You see, we, we might sometimes be afraid of moving ahead with something that God has for us. Fear will keep us from going where he's got something for us. Amen? And we have to be careful to keep fear where it belongs, and it doesn't belong in us. Fear can cost you your talents and cause you to fail. You remember the parable of the, of the talents, right? One guy, he wasn't fearful at all. He went all out and invested and did what the Lord told him. Another guy, he, well, he did half of it. Another guy was so afraid of the Lord, he said, do nothing with it because I know you're harsh. And the Lord called him a wicked servant and took away what he gave him and gave it to the ones that I'd already had. So fear can hurt us. It can affect us. It can cause us to fail. Where's Shane at? Hey, Shane, I'm going to pick on you, okay? Son, you're doing a fine job up here on these drums. Y'all give him a hand if you think he is. Amen. Now, this is what we call encouraging. Don't you let fear, son, keep you from doing what God has called you to do because I know he's called you because you're hanging in there with it. So don't you let fear drop you down. You look at Ryan and Brother Murphy and me, we'll try to help you get that beat, son, because it's going to get in you. You just keep on doing. And before long, this is going to be the mountain that you conquered. And it will get you through a lot of things in life because you know you can trust God. Amen. So don't you let, don't you let the don't let you let fear drop you out of a talent that God has given you. Amen. George, you're his daddy. You press on that motion too, okay? All right. Fear can cost us our faith. In Mark 4 and 38 and verse 40, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awoke him. And said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? 
Mm. Fear will affect our faith. It has no place in a Christian's life. If it's bothering you, if it's getting on you, it can be overcome. And the Holy Ghost wants to help you to get there. Fear can cost us our testimony. You remember Peter, right? Peter said, Lord, I'll go with you. I'm going to do everything. I mean, he was just big bad Peter. And right there you are, Jesus, they come get you. They got me. <clears throat> I'm there with you until they got Jesus. And then he lied. He cursed and lied and said, I don't know the man. And it was a record of his testimony. Of course, the Lord let him come back in. The Lord ministered to him and brought him back to where he needed to be. In any of these areas I've talked about tonight, if fear has been a running you for, so to speak, it ain't the end of the world, and that ain't how it has to be from now on. The Lord can get you out of it. Long-suffering and patience. Fear. Fear. Fear is a hard, hard thing. Let's go to 1 John 4, 16 through 19. I'm going to read this. We have a remedy for fear. And we have known and believed that the love that God has for us, God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, but because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made, has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. You want to combat fear, the Bible says here that it's love. You see, fear and love are opposed, just like we've been learning in the fruit of the Spirit that the spirit and the flesh are warring against one another. To break it down to the simple stuff, love will combat fear. Fear will combat against love. We decide which one we want to follow so we can love. Love says, what can I do for others? Fear says, what will others do for me? Love thinks no evil, and fear thinks mostly and always of evil. Love focuses on today's acts of kindness, and fear focuses on tomorrow's worries. How many of you are going to be here in the morning? Do you know? Raise your hand if you know. Then why are you worrying about it? We don't know. For whatever reason, we don't know. I ain't worrying about it. If I'm here, if I wake up in the morning, we'll get up and do, you know? If I don't wake up in the morning and I'm in glory, it ain't going to matter. And so I'm not going to worry about it. But that's what, that's what fear does. Love leads to joy and to peace, but fear leads to building walls and loneliness and fear and failure. Bitterness and anger. That's what fear does. But love says, oh no, I'll give you joy and peace. Love moves toward others. Fear moves away from others. You see, the more that we... The more that we love, the less we fear, and vice versa. So tonight, you may have a request. I don't know why that hit me tonight to, to do this, but maybe somebody's going through something and they're facing some fear. And tonight, when you pray, you've got a better understanding now about the fears that we face. Maybe it's for yourself, for one of us. 
but just remember that fear, it's a crippling factor. Fear can take us out of our calling, and fear can hurt our testimony. We have too much to pray for. We have too much to look forward to. We have too much that God has already done in our midst that we don't have to be like the disciples and be fearful of things because we forgot about yesterday. Don't live in yesterday. It's gone. But my goodness, when God has worked something in your life and God has saw you through something, do not let fear come in and rob it. Don't let fear come in. It will strip you. It will strip you of who you are in Christ. It will make your prayers not get higher than this roof. It just takes away our faith. So combat against fear. Our people in our nation and on the East Coast have really been had something that we would call to be fearful of. But there's been a lot of prayer going up for people in those communities. There have been a lot of people in those communities that have been praying. Some of them probably lost some stuff, and there's been some lives that have been lost. But fear is not the place for it. Know who you are in Christ. And don't let fear come in and taint your armor and crack your armor and get in and just mess with you. Because that's what fear does. And the devil, you know, he's like, he's this little old bitty skinny, I picture him as this little old bitty skinny puny thing who was defeated at Calvary. You realize he was defeated at Calvary. You and I are walking in life today from a place of victory. But I see him as this little old bitty skinny something or other over here. That the only thing he can do is whenever I give him the permission to do that. You understand what I'm talking about? Fear is the one thing. He doesn't have to be able to come in against me. And I see him as that just this little old bitty... I don't know, I, I got this picture in my mind, and it's a comical picture. I don't know how to convey it to you. But he's like this little guy waiting for a piece of candy to drop that he can get a bite. Just a little greedy something. Standing over a real quiet like, because he knows who he is. He knows where he's at. He knows, he knows that he's lost. And saying, oh, if I can just find one of them who is so careless enough to drop this piece of candy. If I am just so, one is so careless enough to drop their guard. Put on the whole armor of God. Keep that little skinny puny, puny fellow over here in the corner where he belongs and don't let him have way because that's how he comes in. He comes in in fear.